Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. David, producing today. If uh, everything goes right today, we will hear from Chris Doring talk about spring practice around the SEC. Roland Thornquist, the Florida women's tennis coach, will join us. They're getting ready to host the SEC tournament. And uh, Steve Trimper, the baseball coach at Stetson, will be with us tonight. The Gators and Stetson will play. Um Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal in Knoxville is going to join us later in the week. Uh, I think Brian Mahoney from the Associated Press will talk the NBA playoffs with us. <coughs> I don't know. <coughs> I got my shingles, my last shingles shot yesterday, and all of a sudden I have flu-like symptoms. They say you can get those. Um, but it's better than getting shingles. I can tell you that. Shingles are nasty. Um, and then we're going to talk to a gentleman because uh, at the baseball game this weekend, they're honoring the 1962 SEC Championship baseball team. It's a 60-year reunion. And one of the members of that team, Jim Duncan, is going to be with us. Um, And nine of the 21 living players are scheduled to be at the Saturday and Sunday games. And he's going to tell you this story, but I think it was the first Gator team in any sport to be ranked number one at the end of the season. Pretty cool. Anyway, uh, he'll be with us. Now, today, how about Freddie Freeman last night? Former Brave, first at bat against his old team, yard. Yeah, kind of cool. Also, the Gators get a commitment um, from Trey Bonham. So he's a guard. So slowly, Coach Golden is rounding his team into shape. Jalen Reed, the 6'10 signee under Mike White, though, has reopened his recruitment. Uh, He doesn't rule out going to Florida. He will just reopen uh, the recruitment. So it's it's funny, isn't it, that last year when all those players left, there was the hue and cry and screaming and yelling about, you know, the basketball team. And But now, as I said, the transfer portal was going to be like this. It's like this all the time now. Everybody goes through this, even great teams. We'll go through this. Today, it was interesting to me um, that yesterday <coughs> there was some talk about the job that Kevin O'Sullivan has done and the job that Tim Walton has done. And, and I want to explore that a little more today. 
we talked about it a little bit yesterday. At what point does the cachet of winning a national title go away for any coach? Look what happened to Gene Chizik at Auburn. He, he, he wins a national championship a couple of years later. He's done. It, I mean, it's that, that fast sometimes. So we'll talk about that. If you are a fan of the NBA playoffs, let me know. Because I'm not one who watches a lot of regular season NBA. But some of these playoff games have been pretty good. And it's great to see uh, really good players step up uh, in, in the playoffs. The Warriors look really good. The Heat look really good, too. All right, we will uh, take your questions, calls, and comments. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Dan said uh, about Anthony Richardson's speeding ticket. He's a 19, 20-year-old with a super-fast car, did something stupid. Thankfully, nobody hurt. Where I have a problem is the story was kept hushed until after the orange and blue game. You have a new coach that says he's trying to change the culture of an undisciplined team that's been on a downward spiral for most of the last 13 years. Seems like Napier could have sent a message by not allowing AR to play in a mostly meaningless scrimmage. Well, I think the question becomes when were things found out? But that's in any situation like that. Also, uh, Victoria says uh, she and her husband enjoy the show. This is kind of cool. She's writing, she says. She says she wanted us to know how much Trinity Thomas has helped students. Last week, she says three of her students wrote letters to her telling her how much they love her videos and wish to look at the meets. She photographed the letters, sent them to Trinity Thomas, explaining that she's used her videos as a reward all year for good behavior and getting work done during reading groups. It was time for the students to think outside of themselves. Two days before her meet at regionals, Trinity took the time to write them back, sent a video message thanking the students for their encouragement and for them to continue to work hard and to keep being good. What an outstanding person and athlete. See, those are the things sometimes that fly under the radar that you don't hear about. You know, you hear about arrests, you hear about bad behavior, but that's really cool stuff. And by the way, I, I must have gotten four emails yesterday during the show asking about uh, when Trinity Thomas would make her decision. And uh, from everybody I have talked to, the answer is nobody knows. She's going to ponder it, and then when she's ready, Make a decision. All right, Byron's with us. Hi, Byron. Hey, Steve. Steve, you and I had to call about the NBA. I enjoyed D's call yesterday. And uh, my take on what I like to uh, tell you what's intriguing about the playoffs in the first game it would be Boston and Brooklyn. And the one thing I'm watching is the Kyrie Irving situation. 
I'm not trying to bash him or nothing, Steve, but the other day I think he was shooting birds at the fans, and I don't know if the NBA is going to take to that or suspend him or get on him because it's the playoff. But the fans are really getting to him. And we, we've been wondering, are they just saying something nasty to him, like, uh, you know, Kyrie suck or whatever. But whatever it is, it's really getting on his nerves. And that's intriguing. And I wonder what it will be like in New York or Brooklyn when they get back because Boston fans are giving him a time. And also, Steve, something that, that I've really been intrigued by is the Lakers. And one of the things that's funny about him is uh, Russell Westbrook, talking about Frank Vogel and him never jailed and how bad a season he had. So whether they keep him or not, it's going to be intriguing with his whining self. And lastly, Steve, on the Golden State thing, although Denver is hurting, it's fun to see Golden State back, you know, with the Lakers going. So kind of rooting for Steph Curry and them, and hopefully they make make it with Phoenix, and that'll be an intriguing series. So that's my NBA take. Thanks, Steve. And I'm hoping the Gators get some good uh, recruits and stuff in, and hopefully that guy, uh, change his mind and come be a Gator and play for us. And, uh, go Gators. Thanks, Steve. Byron, thank you. 392-8255. And again, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, this, uh, tonight, Gator Baseball, 555 airtime. And uh, the Hatters come here for the second time, or actually play for the second time. Florida went to Stetson uh, <coughs> the first time. Um, Dean says yesterday's topic Ed Orgeron fired a year after winning a natty uh, a little more than a year but still never seen anything like today's win at all cost fans yeah I think Orgeron's thing though a little bit different scale because of what happened at LSU and some of the allegations that were made some about what he knew. I don't know if you saw it last night. <clears throat> there was a fascinating uh, E60 that ESPN did on Penn State because it's now been 10 years since Joe Paterno passed. And I'm going to bring this out for discussion today. I want you to put a hat on today that you are a Penn State fan, Okay. And you obviously know what Joe Paterno has done for that university and, you know, how many games he won, et cetera. But you also know what his part allegedly was in covering up the whole Jerry Sandusky thing. And Sandusky maintains to this day he did nothing wrong. He made that was in that was part of the program last night. So they they took Paterno's statue away. There are no plans to resurrect that statue. If you are a fan of that school, would you leave well enough alone? Would you want a statue? Let me know what you think. I'd be curious to find out. Twelve thirteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ethan Midowski. Just one Gator team in action on a very slow Tuesday in Gainesville. Gator baseball hosts the Setson Hatters for the second time this year. Florida fell out of the rankings following their season loss to Vanderbilt over the weekend. Coverage of tonight's game begins right here at 5.55 p.m. 
The action in Florida Athletics picks up tomorrow with a Gator softball and men's golf in action. The Rays dropped game one of their series with the Cubs last night. Matt Whistler gets the ball for Tampa Bay in game two tonight. And the Lightning hosts the Detroit Red Wings in Tampa tonight. The Bolts sit third in their division with just seven games remaining in the season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ethan Madowski. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, he's at it again. Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. That's just the facts. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means, of course, more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program could be perfect for you. Learn more and call 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000 or visit caldwellhasthebuyers.com. Cox upgrades your equipment at no additional cost to help keep your Wi-Fi fast so you can keep up with your son. Hey, Mom. And your son's friends. Hey, Mrs. G. All of them, including that one kid whose name you always mess up. It's Drubbin. I think it's Kevin. Seriously? Help keep your Wi-Fi fast for everyone with equipment upgrades from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Requires Panoramic Wi-Fi. Available software updates push to Gateway, and every three years you're eligible for an upgraded device. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Other restrictions apply. Since 1988, the Alachua Conservation Trust has helped preserve more than 54,000 acres of land and wetlands in 16 north-central Florida counties. From easements to historical preservation to environmental education, your donation to the Alachua Conservation Trust assures these lands and new ones are protected for generations to come. Visit AlachuaConservationTrust.org to learn more and to make a donation. That's AlachuaConservationTrust.org. In 2022, everything we value is under assault. Is under assault. Our elections, culture, what it means to be an American. If you love this country, then you need to rock the red. Rock the Red Red is Saturday, June 11th at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. A day proud Americans get fired up for the battle ahead. Rock the Red. See Roger Stone, Patrick Walsh, Joe Flynn, and more. Tickets are on sale now but won't last long. Go to rocktheredflorida.com. Rocktheredflorida.com. If you love this country, you need to rock the red. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. You know I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand new milkshake. You know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can order ahead at DickMondells.com for a quick pickup. Also, Dick Mondells is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondells.com. Dick Mondells, burgers and fries, great food and great shakes, too. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb. 
but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new adjustable rate certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at RadiantCU.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Tony Amato, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I hope you'll bite on this. I'm really curious as to what you would do. But I'll, I'll give you my take on this whole Paterno thing. Um, first of all, I grew up in the North. And Joe Paterno was God. I wanted to go to Penn State badly. And Joe Paterno was the man. So for me... I wouldn't say I idolized him. That's too strong. But, I mean, I, there was a lot there with Joe Paterno. And I think you have to look at it also in terms of eras and, and what's accepted and what isn't, okay? Just because something was accepted in the 60s and 70s doesn't make it right. And do I think that the reaction... Paterno was a bit extreme in taking down the statue you know maybe maybe but given climate today understand it understand it and if you say well then honor him in some other way well if you want to use that word you're still honoring somebody that had a connection to all of the bad that took place with Sandusky. The way that they did it, they tried to do it in the cloak of night, you know, where people wouldn't see it, wouldn't do it, I thought was completely and utterly wrong. If you're going to do that, if you're going to make a stand and you're going to say, we as a university feel we should do this, then then you should do it openly. The way that they did it 10 years ago, they put up a blue fence. You couldn't see back there. They didn't let anybody know about it. Media sort of just found out about it, you know, by, by happenstance. No, that's, that's the cowardly way out. If you're going to do something like that, then do it with conviction. Let's bring John to the show. John, hi. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. I just think that, Penn State was trying to, I guess, to quietly try to like let the thing slip under the rug, and you know, because what Paterno meant for that that university for so many years. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to do it with without without having to answer for it, without having any fanfare about it. Well, you know, that backfired. Yeah, not saying on Anthony Richardson, but now now we've gotten to the the point we've got NIL. And the reason why I'm saying that is because money, you know, look at uh, the quarterback at uh, Alabama got a million, last year got a million dollar, I guess, 
contract or so to speak. I'm not saying that kids can't get into trouble now, but don't you think that escalates more money to give these kids an opportunity, which they never had before now that they can go out and get a nice car. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, a situation where a gig guy gets out there and he goes hundred miles an hour. I don't know what kind of car he's got, but it gives kids more an opportunity by having this, you know, irresponsibility of money. Well, sure. Sure. It does. But that's, you can't change it. I know. I know you can't change it. I'm just, I'm just making a statement that, you know, it's giving kids more opportunity to go out. Okay. Hey, I've got I've got a whole full full jar of candy here. I can go out and do what I want now. I mean, you know, I'm not saying kids can't go out and get in trouble with with no money, but I'm just saying it gives them more opportunities. That's all I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. I, I will say this: most kids, I would think today, have a car of some kind. Okay, most, not all, most. Well, I can go a hundred miles an hour with a 2014 car right. as much as I can a 2021 car. Right. If, if the car is functioning. So, but I mean, I get it. If I'm going to go out and get a new, you know, souped up vehicle and it can go, you know, 120 miles an hour, am I tempted to go do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I want to switch over. I was, talk, I was talking to the guys on the tailgate yesterday and I wanted to get your take on it real quick. Since Spurrier got here, so we're talking modern era, I, would, I was thinking, I was looking back, I think collectively between football, baseball, and basketball, I think this, is, this has got to be the worst year as far as production of what's going on. I mean, I'm not putting blame on Kevin O'Sullivan because I know what you, you even mentioned and Jeff had mentioned, you know, that the possibility of struggling because of a young pitching staff this year. Would you agree that this is the worst year collectively between the three sports? Are you saying, uh, when you say Spurrier, as the coach Spurrier or the well, player I'm Spurrier? I'm just, I'm just I'm using that as a benchmark, as a starting point. No, no. When he got here. Right. I'm saying, do you mean Spurrier, the coach, from 1990 up or 1960? Yes, okay, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Um. Hmm. Because well, if you go through the 90s, I mean, his worst record was two years, 99 and 92. And, you know, those were nine and four records. But he still went to the SEC championship in those both years. So we can just eliminate the 90s. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, the reason I'm saying is this collectively between the three sports, I'm thinking that this is probably the worst year we've had. <coughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah. I mean,. You know, much champ in 2013 went four and nine or four and eight, but basketball went to the elite eight. So we could say, you know, you can eliminate that year. So I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just. The reason I'm saying all this is because, as Gator fans, we've been so spoiled, and then this is this is kind of like a rare, rare feeling. I mean, especially me, as a Gator fan, to see the struggles that we've had because we've been so spoiled for the last thirty some odd years, whether. You know, if we've had football, it was great, and then maybe basketball struggled, and then baseball was there. We always had something to fall on to say, "Hey, we can we can rally behind," and it's and it's really hard right now. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at what what football did, what basketball did, what baseball's currently doing, over the season's not over. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I see your point. I get you. I got you. All right. Well, I just wanted to get your think on it. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you, John. Um, let's see. Steven says, Portillo did a lot of great things for Penn State, but he and other higher-ups showed they cared more about Penn State's image than that young man and other victims. You can't separate that in action from Coach Paterno's legacy. I agree. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Chris Doring will join us next from the SEC Network to talk uh, SEC football, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There's never been a better time to get free gas. Get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of April and get free gas for a year with new bike purchase. The 2022 models are rolling in. Check out the all-new Street Glide ST, Road Glide ST, Sportster S, or for the most adventurous, Pan America 1250 Special. Get to Gainesville Harley today for a test ride plus free gas for a year with new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online. At Daughtry Tree Service, we believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. World-class plant experts, beautiful flowers and foliage, a kid's zone, juried artists and crafters, and free admission. Sounds pretty great, right? If you agree, then you won't want to miss the 60th annual Apopka Art and Foliage Festival, April 23rd and 24th at Kitland Nelson Park. Check out the incredible flowers and foliage, talk to plant doctors, and learn more about conservation. Plus, over 75 award-winning artists and crafters. We'll have live entertainment, great food, a children's art area, and more. Visit Apopka Art and Foliage Festival. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. 
the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Well, it's a sunshine today, not as humid and breezy. Gusts between 15 and 20 miles an hour are possible. Highs today only getting to the mid to upper 70s. Tonight, clear and turning chilly. Overnight lows in the upper 40s, the mid 40s. North and west toward the Swanee Valley. Lots of sunshine again tomorrow with highs in the upper 70s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Dan Orlovsky with us now, guys. Right now, it can be Keyshawn on 101, absolutely. Dan's not, one on one 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 Dan's not bad, but it, Dan, I, can't, I can't put Dan over Keyshawn. Dan, you lost your mind. Hey, if we're playing 211, I'm 100% beating Keyshawn. Only thing you're going to beat me in is swimming and golf. That's Key, me. Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. We're going to roll with three consecutive guests, all talking different sports. We're going to talk college football. Chris Doring, my man, joins us here from the SEC Network after observing a spring in the SEC. Going to get his thoughts. And Chris, in a couple of weeks from now, going to be here in the studio. I'll uh, be able to take your, your questions, calls, and comments. But, Chris, I guess the first question, I've seen, you know, a ton of springs. And I, as I get older, I guess... You know, sometimes I think, how can, how much can you really glean from spring? You tell me. Well, I think it really depends. First and foremost, springs have changed considerably. Spring oh. games have changed considerably from what they used to be. You know, when I was there, or even in the 80s, you know, I remember how competitive those games used to be and hearing about the, the winners eating steak and the losers eating beans and franks and you know, while things kind of chilled a little bit when I was at Florida, we still, you know, took that game fairly seriously. But the biggest thing, you know, I think it depends from from school to school, the situation that you're in. And for Florida with a new head coach and new staff trying to, to, to figure out who they have on the roster, I think it was a really important game. I think that's why you, you saw them try to create as close to a facsimile as a real game as they possibly could from atmosphere to the way that they, they played the starters deep into the game and brought them back after the backups were not playing up to the level of expectation. So, you know, this is an opportunity for everyone to have a blank, uh, a blank slate with this, this new staff. Guys that haven't necessarily taken advantage of opportunities to now, guys like Lorenzo Lingard, who I think, you know, have a, a kind of a new lease on life and have taken advantage of it, are benefiting. Young guys who have an opportunity to step up, you know, and I think that. That's the thing that I look back at my career on, Steve, is, is you know, my success that I had my, my sophomore year, my redshirt sophomore year in 93, the year I caught that pass against Kentucky, started in the spring and, and really put on stage for everybody in that spring game. So it means a lot to different people. It means a lot to different programs. I think you look at Georgia and, and with all they lost in, on their defense particularly and all the young guys, they had 19 early enrollees from their signing class. 
I think that was a very important game for them, despite being the defending national champions. So I think you have to look around the country, look at the dynamics of each program, look at all the the starters or or new guys that are that are you know expected to to play in the upcoming fall and. And um, you know, I think that 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 uh, intensity and and that um, meaning really can vacillate from from year to year. It was amazing to see the recruits at that game. I mm-hmm. I, I mean, they just lined the field, and we hadn't seen that in a while. Well, here's the thing, I, I, and I've learned this from from talking to not only Billy Napier but all the folks around him. Nothing happens by chance over there. Everything is well thought out. Uh, the attention to detail is there in every decision that's made. Um, and this was a, a great decision for a number of reasons. Moving it to Thursday night allowed it you know, to, to, to engage the students. You know, I saw an atmosphere around the stadium that, that seemed a lot like a, a fall game day. Um, you know, moving it tonight gave it a little extra feel under the lights. But the most important thing was setting it off separate from Alabama and Georgia, who were, were having their spring games on Saturday. If they're competing with those two schools, there's no chance that they have – uh, not only the number of, of recruits that were in attendance, but the the quality of, of recruits that were in attendance. So, you know, I, I, I commend uh, Coach Napier and his staff for making that decision, uh, knowing that that was something that was going to potentially be damaging to their recruiting uh, efforts and, and, and finding a way to overcome that. And so, again, I just I think Florida's program is in really good hands after watching a number of practices this fall, the way they go about uh, executing practice on a daily basis, the the way they fly around, uh, the organization. I just I can't say enough about uh, what what seems to be a, a total overhaul from where they were, you know, last fall. Um, you know, in the ESPN's early power index, I looked at that, Chris, and I saw Auburn at ten, and I mm-hmm. thought I was misreading it. How, I mean, you, the, the coach almost gets fired. They lose a lot of people. Where does that ranking come from? I have no idea. And obviously, <laughs> you know, we we at ESPN, the SEC Network, use FPI quite a bit. Uh, sometimes it can be really accurate, and sometimes it can't. I think the thing that it can't read necessarily is all the drama that's taken place there, and and uh, account for um, the the total the total complete uh, disarray that that program seems to be in. Um, not only this this off season, but you know on a regular basis. So I I, um, I have a hard time believing that they're as as uh, as good as what FBI's numbers would tell you. That along with the you know, I think their quarterback situation, they got a bunch of really average guys there. Um, you know I love Tank Bigsby. I think Bigsby's going to be a, a bigger focal point of that offense. I don't think their D line is typically what you would see from an Auburn defense. Um, and I look at the schedule, uh, playing in the West, the improvement of that entire division. I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State are, have, have improved considerably in the last couple of years. Arkansas has improved considerably in the last couple of years. We know that, that Alabama is going to be up there again. A&M and, and LSU look to be really good. So I, I just don't know where the wins come from for Auburn. I, I, I literally look at them as a 6-6 six and six team this year, a far cry from what FBI expects of them. Chris, during our guest here from the SEC Network, we're talking uh, SEC football. Chris, when you look at uh, a team, another team in the West, A&M, they have a lot. I mean, he recruited his fanny off. He got a whole bunch of five-star guys. But that said, they're young in some spots, and I don't know if Haynes King or Max Johnson or the very talented freshman they have will win that job. But you, you look at Texas A&M, what do you see? 
You know, for me, I, I see Texas A&M as being overvalued this year. Uh, I think they still are going to have issues at the quarterback position. I think they're still going to have issues at the wide receiver position. I don't see anybody necessarily that, that, that strikes fear in the heart of an opposing secondary. Um, you look at their spring game, I know the weather was bad, the wind was high, but they really had difficulty you know, throwing the football consistently. Uh, you lose Isaiah Spiller from last year. I love Devon A-Chain, but uh, Spiller was a large part of that offense, including catching the ball out of the backfield. And then defensively, you lose a couple of your studs, particularly in the front seven. So I'm not as high on, on A&M as a lot of people are this year. I think their year might be 2023 after they get a little more experience with some of these younger guys. I, I'm with you. The, the recruiting class, I think, right now is, is creating a lot of buzz and excitement. But I, I still believe they're probably a year or two away from, from having one of their peak teams. The point you made about the West, Chris, I agree with 100%, that the teams that are supposedly behind Alabama in the Mississippi stage, the Ole Misses, they're a lot better. Let's switch to the East. We all know it's Georgia, right? But And Kentucky's been very good. Mark Stoops done an excellent job. But do you see Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina improving to the point that you know, the Ole Misses and Mississippi States have done in the West. Yeah, I think Kentucky, I believe in Kentucky. I've believed in Kentucky for a long time. I think you know that I've come on yep. your show and talked to, about that uh, extensively in the past. Uh, Coach Stoops has done a great job of not only recruiting, uh, but using the transfer portal for some big-time players. Uh, last year, uh, you look at Wandale Robinson and what he did after coming in from Nebraska and being a, a main focal point of that offense. Um, they continue to, to get big big time uh, transfers through the portal, um, and, and I think they do as good a job of any as anybody does in development of talent uh, and making the most of of uh, what they're able to work with. Um, I think I think when you talk about Tennessee and South Carolina, I, I worry maybe that both of those schools may have overachieved a little bit in year number one of their respective coaches' tenures. Uh, but I thought the same thing about Arkansas coming off of the the twenty. Uh, 20 season I, I thought they may have been too good too soon and and I was wrong about that they took a, another significant step forward last year so you know can can Tennessee and 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 can South Carolina do that in, in the second year of, of uh, their coaches time in their respective cities um, I, I I'm interested to see what Missouri can do uh, they put together a, a really strong recruiting class I believe in Eli Drinkwitz um, you know, I think there's a lot of, of opportunity in the East. Obviously, Georgia is the is the big dog, uh, pun intended there, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a, an opportunity that exists for um, a number of those SEC teams, kind of SEC East teams kind of bundled up together uh, to move into that, that void that is left by not having Florida uh, be as strong as we typically know them to be. Last question, Chris. Um, taking away, you know, what Anthony Richardson did, he, he's not the only person – you know, NIL is here to stay, it looks like. I had a caller earlier ask this, so put a player hat on for me. You know, you have the opportunity to make money and to make significant money. And I'm not saying that's not deserved or players don't have the right to get it. Is that any kind of a caution flag for you? Uh, I, 
I, you kind of cut out on me a little bit oh. see there. Were you, you were asking asking about Anthony Richardson and, well, and what happened after the game? It was take Anthony Richardson aside. You know, people are saying this is an NIL issue that you know athletes have the chance to make all this money. You know, they can go out and get a car. They can go to, and they can get in trouble. So put your player hat on. Uh, is there an issue with NIL when it comes to that? I, you know, I, I believe there is. I think right now, you know, NIL is being utilized for something much different than what it was designed to be used as. I think it's largely being recru- used as a recruiting in- in- inducement, which it's uh, not, not supposed to be. Um, I think there's an issue when guys that have been on the roster and been highly productive are making far less money than guys that haven't even played a snap in, in college football. And I think the combination of that and the transfer portal and immediate eligibility it's a it's a it's a a bad combination. Um, you know, I thought Kirby Smart made a great um, great statement a, a year or so ago when he talked about the transfer portal preventing guys from growing up. I, I, I you know this, Steve. When I was at Florida, some of the greatest lessons that I learned were having to walk on, having to prove myself, mm-hmm. being doubted by everybody. Um, college in general is a, a time where, where kids go off on their own and they get an opportunity to, to grow up and they're put in tough situations and they have to, to work through those. And with the easy out of deciding, hey, things are, are not going the way I, I wanted them to go, I'm going to put my name in the transfer portal and go elsewhere, I think they're, they're being prevented from, from having uh, that chance to push through those things. I can tell you uh, everything that I achieved at Florida was great. But I think what really made it special for me was the, the, the sacrifice that, that I had to make, the, the perseverance that had to be shown, the, the uh, belief in myself that had to be developed. Those things have not only served me in my football career at Florida and the, and the NFL, but also in my, in my mortgage business, in the broadcasting world. And I, I really believe that sports in general, and specifically football, are the greatest uh, vehicles for teaching kids about life. And um, you know, I think some of that gets taken away a little bit by the combination of, of NIL and, and transfer portal immediate eligibility. Good stuff. Chris, I always appreciate you, man, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for your time. Yeah, I look forward to being in there with you, Steve. Thanks, yep, man. Yep, me too, Bye-bye. Chris. Thank you. Yeah, he's going to be here in the studio in a couple of weeks. He'll take your questions live. 1244 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Florida women's tennis coach Roland Thornk was scheduled to join us next. ESPN 98.1 AM AMWRUF. Florida baseball team returns home tonight to take on Stetson. The Gators will look to bounce back after dropping two games to Vanderbilt this past weekend. Catch coverage for this game starting right here at 555. Also, both of Florida's track and field teams are ranked number two after their performances at the Tom Jones Memorial this past weekend. Tomorrow, the Florida softball team will face USF at home. The Gators are currently 34-9 this season and are on a four-game win streak. And finally, in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning will face off against the Detroit Red Wings tonight. The Bolts are coming off two wins against Anaheim and Winnipeg. Ahead of the playoffs, the Lightning have seven games left in the regular season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. What I'll eat, I just don't know. Hey, Bob Rose here, and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options, it's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh, yeah. 
or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks, like the 12 ounce certified Angus New York strip. Maybe it's the black and red fish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West Burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top notch. Because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. I'll see you there. Another prescription? Another surgery? Here we go again. But the joint pain is still here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. Try something new that can lead you to a better life. Football champion Emmett Smith's talking about QC Kinetics, all-natural, non-invasive alternatives to surgery and harmful pain medications. I tried to avoid as many of those things as possible because I did not want to get hooked on pain meds. I didn't want those things to hamper my life. Patients across the country are saying no to pain meds and discovering QC Kinetics' all-natural, biologic, long-lasting solutions to pain relief, regenerative treatments that help your body restore damaged tissue and get rid of the pain. The natural biologics that QC Kinetics is providing you gives your body a chance to naturally heal itself. End the cycle of pain meds and avoid surgery. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about exceptional dentistry is that it's a, just a good place to come to have dental work done from the staff through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I, I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than exceptional dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey in counting down to Earth Day. With 21 days to go, here is one thing tip number one. During the spring and summer, hang your clothes outside to dry instead of using the dryer. Not only will you save electricity and money, but your clothes will get that fresh outdoor scent. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's blackcowkow.com. Black Cow, the mature manure. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. 
This is Gator Head Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, you look back at Florida women's tennis, and uh, they had a fall season, a regular season that just ended, and now Coach Roland Thornquist's team will host the SEC tournament. Roland, it's good to talk to you again. How are you? Hey, Steve. Well, doing great. Happy to be home. Yes, I bet you are. Um, all right. If somebody hasn't followed your season, you know, from beginning to end here, uh, just encapsulize the regular season for me. What'd you like? You know, what what was good about you know, getting to this point? Well, we uh, we have a good record. We're 18-5. and five. All five losses are to top 10 teams. Um, uh, and so um, we have pretty much established ourselves at this point as a team that's just outside the top 10. Uh, we've had chances of beating those teams we lost to, but uh, uh, fallen just short. Uh, but I think that we are actually starting to play our best tennis right now. And so um, if I'm going to tell you, um, I feel pretty good about our level of play. I feel good about our doubles. And so perhaps this is the best we've played all year, which uh, comes um, you know, at a good time when we actually get to host the tournament here at home again. You got a big win against South Carolina. That gave you the double bye, right? That's right, yeah. And South Carolina is a really tough team. You know, they play very similar to us. They are, uh, um, you know, they have high ball tolerance. They make a million balls. They're physical in their play. They play very good doubles. And so I thought we played extraordinarily well in doubles and then uh, followed that up with some tough singles play. So uh, it sort of set the tone. We've had a great couple of days of practice here, and um, it's nice to see all these other teams come down here and practice. There's a lot of life and energy in the building here now, and so uh, I'm just re- really looking forward to playing uh, again Friday morning. Uh, you and I both know this is not your first rodeo here in doing this, but you know, as you go along here, do you separate the regular season, Roland? Do you say that's done, we start the postseason? Now, how do you approach that? I think you have to, to be honest, you know, because uh, and with, with this team, uh, we, we have to manage it a little bit differently with this team. Every year, you know, when we start, we go in, our players go in with the goal uh, in mind of, of be, being the regular season champion. And uh, the reality of this year's season is we played at Texas A&M and barely lost. And then we, and they were, they're four in the country. And, and then the following week, we lost to Georgia in a close one here at home. So, you know, after two weeks of SEC play, you know, the regular season uh, trophy was probably uh, out of reach, to be honest. I And I think our players knew that. So we started to sort of focus on what we needed to do to be the best we could be in the postseason. And we won nine straight matches in the league, you know, really started a, uh, uh, plugging holes, batting down the hatches, you know, and um, so – We've been looking forward to this postseason, I think, for uh, a few weeks now, to be honest, and knowing that we're going to host it and, um, and and with some of the advantages that that brings. So, yeah, I think you do have to approach it uh, differently. In some years, frankly, you know, the regular season comes down to the very last match, and, and you can't uh, worry about the postseason until the regular season is over. That was just not the case for us this year with uh, A&M being uh, so dominant in the regular season. 
Roland, uh, as you look at your team, where do you, th- two-part question, where do you think you've improved the most? Did you have to do some shuffling along the way? You know, because you, you kind of got in a nice groove here at the end. Where do you think you've improved the most? Uh, the easy answer to that is doubles, to be honest, that we're now competitive. We have three teams that are, uh, you know, that can win every single time. And, and that was not necessarily the case the entire year, you um, and, and it's absolutely pivotal to have three teams that can win when you uh, play the best teams in the country. So that's one area. And then the second one is I do think that we have a higher ball tolerance. We're tougher outside when the heat and humidity comes. And uh, we've done a lot of work in that area uh, for months, and it's starting to really pay off. I think that's very important in postseason when you – you know, you see uh, nerves, you know, players, big moments. You've got to be able to, uh, um, you know, be consistent in your play uh, and play your way out of trouble, as we call it, rather than trying to hit your way out. And I see uh, I see major improvements in both those areas, which should help us in, in the postseason. Any coach, I think, would tell you, Roland, you've got to have leadership, you know, it, it, from the coaching staff, yes, but, you know, players as well. Do you like that aspect of your team? I do. And, you know, uh, McCartney has been, McCartney Kessler is playing one. You know, she is uh, 12 and one at one in the SEC. And um, it's her second year in a row where she's just being the, the dominant player in, in the SEC at one. And, you know, whenever you have the best player in the league playing on your team, that really helps, right? I mean, it sort of sets the tone. It, it makes it easier for us to digest the doubles loss, if you will, because we know we have, you know, the fastest horse in the country on our team. And so uh, that part uh, has been really nice the past two years. And I'm I'm glad, you know, when McCartney decided to come back for her COVID year that she was able to have such a, you know, formidable season here and um, uh, with almost an unblemished record. So uh, obviously that, that is a really big part of what we do. On a small team, you know, one or two players, one or two good leaders can really have a huge impact. Roland, I'll end with this. I'll give you a chance to plug the tournament here. The SEC tournament starts on Wednesday. Um, for fans who don't know about SEC women's tennis, is the league as strong as it's been? And when do you guys play so fans can come watch you play? Yeah, the the SEC every year we have teams in the Final Four, or, you know, or or finals of the NCAA every year, and this year's probably not going to be any different. You know, A&M is in the top five, Georgia and Auburn in the top ten. We're just outside of that, I think. And um, So the depth in the league also is really good. We play uh, the winner of Mississippi State and Arkansas on Friday morning at 9, and if we're lucky enough to win that one, we would play midday on Saturday against probably then the, the league winner in A&M, whom we barely lost to at their place. Uh, first SEC weekend of the year at the end of February. So, um, well, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's going to be fantastic tennis here at the ring. I, I would, uh, and now we have the, you know, the uh, the awning over the stands, and so people aren't getting cooked when they come out here to watch. Yep. Chair backs in the stadium. It's just uh, it's just a much better place to come watch some great tennis. So I hope we have uh, a lot of fans out when uh, our women compete. Okay. Uh, wish you luck. I was just going to say, I know you like it when it's hot and humid. So uh, it's a little Absolutely. cool today, but hopefully as the weekend goes along, it'll get better for you. We hope it's in the 80s, Steve. You know, <laughs> that's what we thrive on. That's right. Roland, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, my man. Hope to see you soon. Okay, thank you.
known that guy for a long time, done a really good job. Roland Thornquist, the uh, women's tennis coach at the University of Florida. Um, all right, let me get to a couple of emails here uh, while I have a chance to close out the hour. Uh, Sam says, I would hate to do a reset just to do a reset because of a down season when it comes to a coach. Unless the wheels come off the baseball program, I put my trust in a proven coach like Sully. Instead of going with another coach, I might have the potential to win it all long term. George says, what did you mean by what was accepted in the 60s and 70s? It was child abuse and sexual molestation that was never accepted. I think if you listen to what I said, George, my point is those things were not as much in the forefront they were always swept under the rug. Of course, they should never be accepted. I'm totally with you there. Uh, if he hadn't passed away, he'd have faced jail time. Sandusky got a minimum of 30 years from what he did to ten different kids. Paterno's tainted forever. He looked the other way. That's not acceptable and disgusting. Williams says uh, about baseball, he talked about Halter's struggles at the top of the order. He says the move has to be made in the leadoff spot. Uh, you're not going to win a lot of games in the league when your leadoff guy is hitting less than 200, has more strikeouts than hits, and a non-base percentage of less than 300 in the SEC play. There aren't great options, but you can't use that as an excuse to continue the status quo. He put Langford up there. Good speed, quality contact, gets more bats over the course of the season, and your best hitter. You lose RBI opportunities, but the top of the order is not getting on base at a high enough clip right now anyway. I'll talk about that uh, later in the 1 o'clock hour. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WAUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. What do I love about the water? Reeling in a good catch. Oh, yeah, that's a keeper. Teaching the kids to swim in the lake, then pushing them on a rope swing over the creek. And watching the sunset with the family out on the boat. In our life jackets, of course. Discover the joy of being on the water safely. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. This message is brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com for tips on how to keep you and your family safe on the water. 
Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome into our two of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. I'm Steve Russell, David Cherba, producing the broadcast today. Hope you've enjoyed our interviews. Chris Doring from the SEC Network talking college football. Roland Thornquist, Florida women's tennis coach. They get set to host the SEC tournament. Gator Baseball hosting Stetson tonight. Second time these two teams have uh, met up in this season. Steve Trimper, the Stetson coach, now joins us to talk about his team. Steve, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm actually, we're just about ready to get on the bus to head there, so I'm going to take a little second walk off so we have some quiet time and not okay. so noisy on the bus. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I looked at your numbers, Coach, and I don't know if injuries, you know, that, uh, but offensively, um, I, I'm sure you'd like to have better numbers. As you look at this season to date, what have you seen so far? Yeah, you know, I, I think for us, we, we started out really hot. Um, we were hitting 290 as a ball club as as, uh, as late as about 14 days ago. <laughs> so we've kind of went into a little funk here. We've had a few injuries off and on. I think uh, one of the things we've been doing is playing a lot of freshmen. we got sometimes four and five freshmen in the lineup at a time, which they were doing great. But now second time through the conference and team team seeing they're learning how to pitch them. So we're really working with our young hitters to try to combat you know how they're getting pitched so they can kind of take the next level of their swing but you know it's baseball there's averages for averages you know you go through some of the ups and downs and, and I think for us we just kind of uh we went to Florida State about two weeks ago and we had them beat we were 4-2 four, four, with two outs and left a lot of guys on base could have had that game probably one even bigger and ended up giving up that two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth and then they end up coming back and beating us in 12 but I think from that point forward we kind of been scuffling a little bit but you know like I said it doesn't every day you show up you could get a, a different outlook and you know we just keep things positive we're working on the things that we got to work on to get better and obviously we're playing a pretty good tough stre- uh, stretch of our schedule right now too with all the good teams are playing yeah uh, as you go uh, you're playing on the mound tonight you, can you divulge are you going to go sort of uh, uh, you know different guys what's the plan there yeah, we um, that that's kind of where we've taken most of our injuries. Um, of our front, our, our our better number guys that are out. Um, with Garcia's got a little bit of a tendonitis problem. So does uh, Martin uh, Durgan's been working his way back. We finally getting Perret back a little bit after missing you know basically all of last season and he pitched one inning for us so far. And they were our guys that were supposed to be our front line guys. So. Um, tonight we got you know Jay Gons, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez going to start, but we'll probably run through probably five or six arms tonight. Um, I think we're in a spot in the season where you know every game we go into the weekends we're going to need a lot of healthy arms. Um, so we're going to try to get some work for our guys to keep them fresh on these games. Sometimes they call them bullpen games, you know, where you yep. kind of throw everybody in inning. I don't want to say that we're doing that, but we do need to have five guys that really need to get some kind of mound work today. So we can get them, you know, keep them fresh as we move forward. You know, one of the things uh, I've been impressed with, Steve, is the A Sun. Uh, it, it's a it's a yeah. really really good league. I mean, Florida saw that with Liberty. You know, you um, and I, I think sometimes fans just you know think, well, it's a smaller school, but you you guys play in a very difficult league, don't you? 
Yeah, you know, we're we're doing something really different this year. Um, we do, we broke up into divisions. Yep. And they decided to put um, uh, in the East Division, we're calling it, quote unquote, the, the, the teams that apparently have been pretty strong. So you know, you got Liberty, North Florida, Gulf Coast, ourselves, Jacksonville, and Kennesaw. And you know, all those teams are really good. So what we're doing is we're playing round, we're playing home and home series against each other this year. We're not even seeing the other side. And you know, ironically, our side has you know just about every team on our side has winning records and. RPIs in the top 150 or 40, wherever we were, we're at. And the other side doesn't have as much of that. Um, we were kind of doing it as an RPI builder to see if we can try to keep this to be a two-bid league. And I think it's working, you know, with Kennesaw being 10th in the country, uh, RPI-wise, I'm saying. Uh, you know, Liberty was ranked, you know, 11th in the country when we went up there. and We took two out of three of those guys a couple of weeks ago on the road. But the other thing is, is everybody's just beating each other up. I mean, everybody talks about the SEC about every weekend you go in and beat each other up and I never coached in the SEC, but now I kind of know what they're talking about. <laughs> there's no, there's no cream puffs. Every weekend you go in there and you're like, all right, you know, we can either win three or we can lose three real quick if we're not playing well. Uh, final thing, you mentioned about, you know, kind of the hitting struggles. And I don't care if you're a big leaguer or you're playing little league baseball. Sometimes you go into a funk. It gets mental. You press a little bit. Have you liked the attitude of your kids? You know, playing through these injuries has that been good for you, Steve? Yeah, that that the one thing I've learned, guys, is, is when I was younger in my career, it was all about just trying to teach them to hit, do more, take more BP, throw more pitches. And as I've gotten older in my career and, and been around the game, I spend most of my time just making sure people are in the right frame of mind when they go through adversity and tough times. It's all about trying to get them back on track mentally. And, and I'm not talking about being a mental coach. I'm just talking about I, you know, I'm a positive guy. You know, you're going to have ups and downs. I'm dealing with 18-year-olds, you know, and right now we're dealing with five or six of them that are key figures on our team. In fact, one of them 17 years old with our shortstop. So, I mean, it's, wow. it's you know, we, we really have to un- work with the young guys and keep them on a positive note and know that they're going to go through ups and downs. It's my job to teach them how to come through the slump and come through that not only physically but mentally. And, and that's where we're at right now. And, and you know, I, I like where our team is. I like our youth. I like what we're doing with our guys. And, and uh, you know, college baseball is all about how you finish. You know, and that's how it is nowadays. And, you know, if you finish with guys that aren't motivated, you don't win. You yeah. know, uh, the years we went to this regional, super regionals, and, the, and finals, championships, we've had guys that really stayed and had a lot of fun as their season went on. Well, Steve, I wish you a safe journey here for the game tonight as Stetson and the Gators will – Go at it, and we'll have the game live for you at 5.55. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. You got it, Coach. Steve Tremper uh, from Stetson. Good guy. All right, the rest of the day, barring something uh, unforeseen, will be us. So we'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. In case you're just tuning in, I mentioned the E60 that um, uh, ESPN did last night about the Joe Paterno situation. It's been 10 years uh, since that happened. He passed and the Sandusky situation. And I just asked, I said, and I want your opinion. If, if, you, if you had an iconic coach like that here, wh- do you think what was done there is right? Do you think the decisions that were made were the right ones? Roger says, um, I think not honoring Paterno makes the most sense. Seems to me he wanted see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil. Not a good look for 
a leader. And then, William, I'm going to go back to your email because um, you mentioned about moving Halter out of the leadoff spot because he's been struggling. If, if I had to construct a lineup, change it, and not make changes, in other words, keep the same starting eight, I thought about that. And, um, William, I'm going to go with your premise that you take Colby out of the leadoff spot. So who leads off? Now, he says Langford. I don't lead off Langford. I'll tell you who I lead off. Judd Fabian. That's who I lead off with. My number two hitter is then going to be Sterling Thompson. My number three hitter is going to be Wyatt Langford. And my number four hitter is going to be B.T. Ryapel. That's my top four. Now, then who do you put five? Well, that's the thing, right? Who's going to be your D.H.? And it depends on a righty or a lefty. Halter is not a great home run hitter, and that's why I would not put him fifth. So I think it just depends, you know, what you're going to do from there. Is Lau a guy you put five? I don't know. But the top four is what I would do and then put Halter probably in the six hole somewhere in there. So, but I don't know that Kevin O'Sullivan is thinking that. We will see tonight. Uh, Greg has a great question. He says, now that Florida has two new head coaches in my favorite two sports, football and basketball, who do you think will have a better winning percentage in their first year, Napier or Golden? Hmm. I would say Golden. And I understand it's winning percentage, right? I don't know what the schedule is non-conference for Florida in basketball. We know what the schedule is in football. So that's part of, you know, answering the question. But top of my head, Greg, I would say basketball. But I'll throw that out too. Some good stuff today. What do you think? Do you think it'll be football or men's basketball with the better winning percentage? By the way, in baseball tonight in the SEC, Clemson, is at Georgia. That's a nice game to have midweek. Kentucky is at number 11, Louisville. Tennessee, before playing Florida, will host Ballermine. UAB is at Alabama. Alabama State is at Auburn. Jackson State at Mississippi State. Missouri State at Missouri. Texas A&M will play a ranked team at home when they take on Dallas Baptist. Tennessee Tech's at Vandy, Arkansas State's at Arkansas, Louisiana Lafayette at LSU, Southeast Missouri State at Ole Miss. Tennessee does not play a game on Wednesday, neither does Florida. They'll play a game tonight and then go into the weekend series. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Siwes. The Florida baseball team returns home tonight to take on Stetson. The Gators will look to bounce back after dropping two games to Vanderbilt this past weekend. Catch coverage for this game starting right here at 555. Also, both of Florida's track and field teams are ranked number two after their performances at the Tom Jones Memorial this past weekend. Tomorrow, the Florida softball team will face USF at home. The Gators are currently 34-9 this season and are on a four-game win streak. And finally, in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning will face off against the Detroit Red Wings tonight. The Bolts are coming off two wins against Anaheim and Winnipeg. Ahead of playoffs, the Lightning have seven games left in the regular season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, the place I have purchased my vehicles for years and years and years. Good reason. You know, when I first met the Cousins family, I was a little bit skeptical because, you know, what you hear about used cars and all that, well, this is way back in the day when I first met them. But when I got to know them, I got to know their salespeople, and most importantly, I got to see the vehicles they had in their lot, I knew it was different because these vehicles are great. They're the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Really, really good in terms of variety and selection and, most important, quality. And it's all the Cousins family has done in 40-plus years of being in business They don't have any new vehicles. They specialize in this, and that's what's great about it because they've been doing it for so long. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person. However you do it, make sure and tell them sports scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. When couples come into International Diamond Center looking for engagement rings, they have lots of pictures from websites, from Pinterest, from designers they love, and 99% of the time, we have what they want. The brands that we carry are the brands the consumer asks for, the the girls ask for, your future bride asks for. IDC owner Keith LeClaire explains how IDC is always on the cutting edge because we partner with the world's leading designers, names like Takori, Varagio, Henry Dossi, and dozens more. Fashions come and go, but why do some brands stay forever. It's because they stay relevant. IDC was chosen by these acclaimed designers, in most cases, as the exclusive retail partner in the region. We try to provide the best of the best at the most current merchandise in the market today. International Diamond Center, giving you access to the most sought-after brands in the world with a five-star shopping experience with no compromises. We want people to feel comfortable, relax, educate them, give them high quality for the right price. Store hours and more at shopidc.com. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. More than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida. And sadly, more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. 
Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait. Put it down and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Life is all about choices. Veggies or meat. Sleep in or hit the gym. Luckily, choosing Cox Internet over AT&T is easy. With Cox, you can always choose Internet that can deliver speeds even faster than 5G providers. With AT&T, you don't. That's easier than packing a swimsuit for the pool. Get Cox today, the no-brainer choice for fast and reliable Internet. Based on gigablast download speeds up to 1 gigabyte per second compared to average download speeds over 5G. Download speed up to 1 gigabyte per second requires Doxis 3.1 modem with 2.5 gigabyte per second Ethernet port. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno-country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. In cooperation with the Gator Collective, tomorrow, I'm gonna, I, I, I will say it's been good for me, and I, I think the response has been good from you uh, in, in interviewing you know, some of the athletes here on campus. You're going to hear from a Gator soccer player tomorrow. Uh, and later in the week, Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal in Knoxville will join us to talk about Tennessee baseball as number one Tennessee rolls into town. JR will join us. JR, hello. Uh, hello, Mr. Russell. How you doing? Okay. Well, let me ask you. Um, is it a little – is it premature to be concerned about football recruiting at all? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, why, why would you be concerned? Well, I know of all the people that – you know, they say they're bringing in, which is um, unbelievable at the talent they're bringing in. Wouldn't with that much talent coming in, Steve, would you think they would have had more commits by now? No, no. Remember, this is still very early in the process. Okay. And Florida, and I'm trying to get into the head now of a recruit, which is dangerous because I'm not, I can't remember when I was 17, but that said, Florida, for some of these kids, might have been a total afterthought. Just just not even on the radar because for a variety of reasons. Maybe Dan Mullen's staff didn't recruit them. Maybe they weren't recruited hard enough uh, because Florida had not done well. You know, you name it, right? So that's a lot of ground to make up. And remember, you still have, Jr. the program's that are winning big, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, they're not going away. So, no, I, I would not. In fact, I mean, look, the bottom line is you, can, you can't finish second. It's great if it, you have to land them, and that remains to be seen if they do. 
But I think they had a lot of ground to make up, and I think they're on the right track. Well, let me ask you this, if you can, or I can. Um, I never accomplished anything much in sports. I played a little bit, all that kind of stuff. But, And I'm not downgrading this guy at all, but were you a little bit surprised that they offered a three-star that early at wide receiver, or they just see something for the future? Well, I, without talking to Billy Napier, um, I, I would imagine that they see something that the people that rate these kids doesn't see. And, I mean, look, I'm a history guy, Jr. How many guys were five-star guys that never made it, you know, and how many guys are walk-ons and play in the NFL and everything in between? So, you know, what has to happen here, I, I think, is Gator fans have got to be a little patient because it isn't like it's a total rebuild. It isn't like the complete building has torn down. But the previous staff were not great recruiters. Let's just be honest about it. They were very good in places at developing lower star players. But I just looked at the uh, at one projected total NFL draft for this you know th- this year. Guess how many Gator players were in that? Uh, probably six or seven, maybe three. Oh, really? Three. Okay. Yeah, okay. Elam. All right. Uh, Damian Pierce. And Zachary Carter. So okay. that answers a lot. There, so. Yeah. Now again, that doesn't mean it's going to happen that way. There could be five or six, but I'm I'm using that as one example, right? And they are right. not. I think Pierce was in the third round. I think Carter was in the sixth, and I think Elam was in the second. So okay. And I can tell you, if you look at Georgia and where they are in the draft, oh my God, it's stunning how many guys they have in this draft and where they are. Well, one more thing, and I'll hang up if Mm -hmm. you don't mind. Um, Is there anybody monitoring this NIL and recruiting at all? And I appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you, JR. If you're asking at Florida, yes. Yes. But I thought when Chris was here, he made a great point. Until someone, some entity – steps in here and says, this is what NIL is. These are the rules for it. This is how you go about it. It's going to be the wild, wild west. It just is. I mean, Tennessee just got a quarterback that's making more money than God. And that's okay. That's... Certainly, in my in my view, this was not how NIL was intended to be. Because, I mean, could you use it for recruiting? Yes. But the idea, I think, was at the beginning, okay, David's, a, David's an athlete, okay? And David can come in here and I can say to David, hey, look, David, I'm going to get you an endorsement deal with a car dealership or a clothing store or something. Okay, you make a few bucks. Not, I'm going to make you seven hundred and fifty thousand. That that was not, in my opinion, the way this was intended. And so, the NCAA is just begging Congress, begging somebody to step in 
and set guidelines, make put legislation in. And right now, I don't see that happening either with as divided as this government is. Williams says, you're happy with your Mets so far? Yes. Seen that really good pitching and hitting in sync this year. So far, he's not impressed with Philadelphia or Atlanta. Well, remember, if you're a Mets fan, what happened last year, right? The Mets got off to a great start. They led the East for a good portion of the early part of the season, William, and they totally collapsed at the end. Injuries will play a part in this. It always does. But, you know, so far, yeah. So far, so good. Peter emails. Um, He says, um, watch the orange and blue game. Impressed with what Napier and the staff did. But I still think there's a lot of holes on this team. Do you agree? Yes, I do. What we're going to have to see, for example, people I've talked to have raved about Dewan Black defensively. I think, and you heard Chris Doring say it, anything that's done at a practice, at a walkthrough, is a calculated move by Billy Napier and his staff to accomplish something. But if you don't, if you don't recruit well and then you don't get those players to perform at a high level by coaching them, well, then you're a little bit behind the curve. And, and look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Dan Mullen was a bad coach. He was not. And Dan Mullen could develop talent. But you're starting from a lower rung than Georgia or Alabama is. And all things equal, if they develop that talent, it's going to be better. That's just common sense. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Half hour left. want to hear from you because my throat's going. So you talk. I'll listen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There's never been a better time to get free gas. Get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of April and get free gas for a year with new bike purchase. The 2022 models are rolling in. Check out the all-new Street Glide ST, Road Glide ST, Sportster S, or for the most adventurous, Pan America 1250 Special. Get to Gainesville Harley today for a test ride plus free gas for a year with new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated cutting edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. 
Call the local medical professionals at QZ Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. What do I love about the water? Reeling in a good catch. Oh yeah, that's a keeper. Teaching the kids to swim in the lake, then pushing them on a rope swing over the creek. And watching the sunset with the family out on the boat. In our life jackets, of course. Discover the joy of being on the water safely. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. This message is brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com for tips on how to keep you and your family safe on the water. Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, the quicker picker upper. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Well, it's a sunshine today, not as humid and breezy. Gusts between 15 and 20 miles an hour are possible. Highs today only getting to the mid to upper 70s. Tonight, clear and turning chilly. Overnight lows in the upper 40s, the mid 40s. North and west toward the Swanee Valley. Lots of sunshine again tomorrow with highs in the upper 70s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Panthers are believed to have the inside track guys to land the former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. What do you make of the Panthers as a fit for Baker? I don't know that there's a big difference between Baker Mayfield and what they already have there in Sam Darnold. So unless they are just taking a flyer on it, I'd rather go ahead and roll with Sam Darnold. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You know, I mentioned about... <clears throat> the mock draft I looked at where Florida had three picks. And Mel Kuyper's projected draft, Georgia has five players in the first round. That's part of the reason why they're national champions. Bring Tony to the show. Tony, hi. Hey, what's up, Steve? How's it going, buddy? Good. Yeah, uh... Georgia's losing a lot, that's for sure. Yep. Steve, are, 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 are you going to be out there doing the game tonight? Yes. All right, cool. See you out there, man. Uh, when you go through the lineup, it just goes to show you, it it highlights a little bit of one of the issues right now is that this lineup is just not very deep. You went through your restructured lineup, and you got one through four, and then you had difficulties of deciding who to put at five. And that's because nobody else is really shining. Um, there's some rough batting averages in that lineup right now. And uh, the lineup is pretty much set, and we talked about this early on. You know, the death on this team is either true freshmen or nothing. Um, so the lineup is pretty much set, and that's one of the issues. So those going to have to be much more active in the transfer portal this offseason for sure, at least two bats and two arms. You know what, uh, Steve? Well, before I let, let me just comment on that, Tony, because 
I think what I, I, I looked yesterday and I tried to, as Tennessee was coming to town, you know, compare the two. And Tennessee's just having a terrific year. Give them all the credit in the world. Tony Vitello has do, done a great job. But, like, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, I really thought Chris Armstrong was going to be a mainstay in this lineup. You know, he would DH some, play first base some. He just hasn't hit. Nope. He just hasn't hit. I was, ex- yep. I was expecting minimum. I was expecting him to have a whole season switch hitting. I was expecting double-digit HR at a minimum with the whole season. Yeah. And uh, that hasn't come to fruition at all. And I'm not um, laying this at his feet. Please don't misunderstand. But I think, mm-hmm. I think he would probably tell you he thought he would be having – you know, a better year than he's having. It's too bad. For sure. Steve, with the NIL stuff, let me change it up on you. The uh, the talk around town of college football is that the going rate right now for a five-star is starts at a million dollars, and it goes up from there. So seven figures for a five-star. Taking that into consideration, Steve, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, and, and I'm not analyzing you incorrectly, but you've always been of the opinion of you've been against always fans booing college kids. And you yourself, when you criticize these college players, you've always kept it in a professional level kind of because you know that these are college kids that are not getting paid. And you've taken that under consideration. Mm -hmm. So with this NIL world that we're in now, and some of these kids at 18 are going to be making more money than you and I have ever seen in our lives, is that going to change your opinion on how fans should react? And is it going to change your coverage of some of these kids? It's, I can't believe you asked this because this was actually a show topic for me for tomorrow. Um, beca- oh, okay. be, yeah, be great minds think alike. Uh, because of this, because I think it's going to change it. I still maintain that you may be making money, but you're still 18 years old. So is the expectation of you as an athlete, as an 18-year-old, changed by fandom because you're making a whole bunch of money in other words are you earning it like a pro okay if joe smith is making i'm throwing this out is making three million a year and he's hitting 210 you know is he is he earning his money fans are going to boo that guy because he's not in their eyes making doing enough to earn the dollar some fans will look at it like that I believe, Tony. I don't think there's any question about it. Correct. Unfortunately, I kind of lost you there. So I'm going to have to listen to the replay to get that answer. Well, <laughs> all right, bud. All right. I'll see you out there tonight at the ballpark, Steve. All right, care. Tony, thank you. I don't know why, but we're, we're having issues. Let me just say this on the calls, because uh, when Chris Dorian was on, he said he, he that we dropped out sometimes. So I apologize. Uh, for that, but Tony, if you're listening, um, maybe I can. He asked about the yes. I think some fans will boo it when they when they know that player X is making a ton of money. Then yes, so I think some fans will boo if if the performance isn't what they think it should be. Don't know if you saw this, and this is why I think the sport of college football needs overhaul. The college football power index of ESPN has the following 
four teams with the best chance of making the playoff in order. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson. Sound familiar? The next group, Texas, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma. Florida has a .1% chance, according to this index, .1. But once again, you're talking about making the playoff. Ohio State, this could change, but right now the index, 82% chance to make the playoff. Alabama is at 79, Georgia's at 73, Clemson is at 59. It drops all the way to Texas at 21. Now, will that change? Of course it'll change. It always does. But you see how difficult it is to break the power. And that's why when you talk recruiting, they can recruit to something Florida can't. Been to the playoff. Been to the playoff. Won a championship. Been to the playoff. We're there. Don't you want to come here and continue this and be in the playoff every year as opposed to going someplace where you hope you get in or you might get in if everything breaks right? That's the selling job. Now, if I'm recruiting against that, here's what I'm doing. Man, David, don't you like me? You tired of seeing Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia? I, I am. Come here, man. And you know what? We're going to get a class together here and classes together here. We're going to knock their, well, I can't, knock their butt out of that perch. That's, that's the pitch I think you have to make. Okay? And that sounds great. And I think anybody who follows Gator football, especially recruitniks, will know that Napier's done a very, very nice job recruiting. But there's work to be done still. All right, let's get some emails here. Um, Daryl, would you say that uh, Kevin O'Sullivan is one of the top coaches in America? I think he is. Sure he is. Sure he is. If, if Nick Saban suddenly, let, let, let's use him as an example. If Nick Saban suddenly went 7-5, and five, Okay, is he no longer one of the best coaches in the one of the best coaches? You you could qualify it and say, is he one of the best coaches today? Okay, I'll buy that, but his legacy. Come on, how do you say it isn't? Uh, James says. Uh, boy, it's a long email here, but he basically says um, he's asking what percentage chance do you think Florida has to win more than eight games? I wouldn't bet that. But I think they can, given a break or two. Okay? And there's some pivotal games. 
Utah's one of them. Can they beat Utah? That's a top-ranked team. Can you beat Kentucky? Because I think they're going to beat South Carolina. I think they're going to beat Tennessee. So if they do, and then they beat Utah or Kentucky and or Kentucky, well, now you're looking at a pretty good year, right? So, but that's that's so long from now. It's just weird how how much time there is left. Uh, finally, uh, I hope I get an- another batch of emails here. By the way, they are ESPN is profiling one of the most electric players I ever saw play basketball. Earl the Pearl Monroe. When he was playing against the Knicks, when he was with the Bullets, he absolutely tortured the Knicks. Tortured them. Walt Frazier was one of the best guards in the NBA, all defensive team, etc., and he couldn't guard him. And when the great Marv Albert, you know, people forget this, Marv Albert did Knicks games. And when the great Marv Albert did the Knicks games with Earl Monroe, music to the ears. You know, here's Monroe, the pearl, yes. I mean, great. And what, Mon- what Monroe did when he joined the Knicks, that whole DeBusher, Barnett group, Willis Reed, pretty special. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Carananti. There's just one game on the schedule for Florida Athletics today. Gator Baseball will host Stetson at Florida Ballpark in the second meeting between these two t- schools this season. The Gators are 22-14 and 14 on the season and dropped out of the D1 baseball rankings this week after losing their series against Vanderbilt this past weekend. You can listen to this game live right here at 5.55 p.m. Tonight, the Rays will face the Chicago Cubs in the second game of their series after they dropped the first game 4-2 last night. On the ice, the Lightning will host the Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings. And with just seven games remaining in the season, the Lightning sit at third place in their division. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kate Carananti. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Countdown to Earth Day. One thing tip number 19. Get a couple of reusable grocery bags to reduce waste and keep one in your car for any last-minute shopping trips. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? There's never been a better time to get free gas. Get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of April and get free gas for a year with new bike purchase. The 2022 models are rolling in. Check out the all-new Street Glide ST, Road Glide ST, Sportster S, or for the most adventurous, Pan America 1250 Special. Get to Gainesville Harley today for a test ride plus free gas for a year with new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com.
Better skin from your body wash? Try Olay Body Wash with skincare super ingredient collagen. Olay Body Wash with collagen hydrates to rejuvenate skin surface cells for healthier looking skin in just 14 days. From dry and dull to firm and radiant. So I can step into my day feeling my best in my skin. And now try Olay Body Lotion, which hydrates for visibly firmer skin that improves over time. Olay Body, fearless in my skin. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. First base ball to be played. Well, who's on first? Yeah. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking you. <laughs> Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month of On Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell. Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Thank you, Mr. Mick Hubert. Uh, somebody earlier in the show was talking about Gator men's basketball and, you know, what who would have a, uh, a better record percentage-wise, either uh, basketball or football. You know, one of the reasons why the SEC's become a better league. I'm going to tell you right now. Kyle Boone, CBSSports.com, has a mock draft of the NBA, which is going to change 20 times. But that's it, okay? David, count for me here, okay? Jabari Smith, Auburn. Ty Ty Washington, Kentucky. Uh, let's see here. Going down the list here. Tari Eason, LSU. It's funny, a lot of these guys are going to be drafted or from the G League. That's another thing I'm going to tell you about, too. Um, Kennedy Chandler, Tennessee. Walker Kessler. Auburn. That's five. That's five SEC guys in the first that are projected first round picks. It's called talent. That's why, and I know what you're going to say. Why can't Florida get that talent? I hear you. I hear you. But the league is, I believe, tougher than when Billy Donovan coached here. It's deeper and better. And by the way, if you think that the G League or the Ignite isn't taking away talent from college. They have, let me see here, uh, 
One, two, three, four. I think it's four. Yeah, four. So they've got four first-round picks almost as much as the SEC. So talk about talent. Why go and play college when you can go get paid and then be drafted? I don't, that, to me, is something that I thought was going to really hurt the sport. I mean, it is hurting it to a degree, but my goodness, I, I, I'm not sure we have, we've seen the full effects of this yet. All right, got about uh, 10 minutes left. Call us up, 392-8255. And you can email srussell at wruf.com. By the way, Florida has not named a starting pitcher for tonight's game. They are TBA. You heard Coach Trimper say they're going to start a lefty, but they probably will have um, you know, several arms that will be employed and uh, – We'll see if that happens. Ryan emails. I wish I had a couple of more calls to end, uh, but that's okay. I got emails. And by the way, thank you for the calls today. Tomorrow, we'll talk to a Gator soccer player uh, on the show as part of our uh, Gator Collective weekly discussion. And then um, interesting conversation with a guy named Jim Duncan. Jim is part of the 1962 SEC baseball champions, that group's going to be honored uh, this weekend at Gator Baseball. Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal is going to join us on Tuesday. We hope to have Tennessee coach Tony Vitello on uh, on Friday to talk about his team. And when Vince is on, he'll also give you a little sneak peek with Tennessee spring football as well. Uh, all right, Ryan, I'm sorry, I, I, I digress here. He says, Steve, I agree with you. Uh, the same teams in the playoff, frankly, bore me. Believe it or not, I turned it off. I, I, maybe it's just me. I understand if my Gators were in every year, I would love it. But absent that, I just want to see some variety. Do you think the majority of fans feel that way? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I the ratings, Ryan, kind of bear that out, don't they? When you, because I think people are tired of seeing the same teams. Now, their fan bases aren't. You think Alabama ever gets tired of going to the national title game? I don't think so. In fact, if they don't, it's like, whoa, we had a bad year. So, no, it's not that at all. Let's get a couple more emails here, and uh, we will say goodbye. Uh, Kurt says, uh, Steve, love the show. Glad you're back. My big question around the NIL is, if Congress doesn't do anything, who will? And if nobody does anything, what's the future? If nobody does anything, Kurt, this is going to get ugly in my opinion, 
Because again, now you have to raise, like the Gator, you have to have an organization that raises money. Not only do you have to have money for facilities and you know all that, but now you have to have money for NIL. And in recruiting, if David is with School X and I say to the recruit, I can get you, I don't know, 500000 And David says, I can get you 750000 Well, I mean, all things being equal, you're going to take the money, aren't you? That's the trouble here. This is not what it was intended to be. It, it is just that simple. Bill says, did you see Georgia's spring game? That Eric Gilbert dude uh, finally uh, was on the field. He's a beast. Yes, he is. Remember, he was a gator for a short time. He is. If he stays healthy and his head stays on right, he caught two touchdown passes and he drew, I think, two or three pass interference penalties. Um, that, you know, they lost a lot on defense, but a returning quarterback, and now they've got Washington, Delp, uh, Gilbert, Bowers, pretty good. Um, and then he had gained a bunch of weight. At LSU, he was listed at 6'5 and 249. There's no way he's 249 now. He's gained weight. But imagine if he continues to lose weight and gets to his his playing weight. That's going to be pretty scary. You got something? Oh, okay. I thought you were. Okay. And uh, final email today will be from Paul. Uh, and he says, <coughs> excuse me, um, Steve, thanks for having Roland Thornquist on. Tennis doesn't get a lot of publicity. Look how good the men's team is doing, obviously. But uh, I'm glad the women are hosting the SECs, and he's done a good job over a long period of time. Thanks again for having him on. Good guy. I've known Roland for a long time. Tried to get Coach Shelton this week. They're going uh, away for the SEC tournament. And hopefully before NCAAs start, uh, we're going to get him on. Because, again, after winning the national title last year, they've had another really, really good year uh, this year. And they are definitely in the hunt for a championship. All right. Today, our thanks to Chris Doring from the SEC Network for being here, talking SEC spring practice. It's interesting that he said... He was a believer in Kentucky and a believer in Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. Because that, if you look at the West, right, who's the worst team in the West? Who would you say? I mean, Mississippi State's pretty good. Ole Miss obviously had a nice year. Don't know what LSU's going to be. And Arkansas has improved a lot. That's a tough road I don't think the east is there yet in terms of you know playing somebody and having a chance to win if you go past Florida Georgia is I would say Kentucky is the third best team in the league right now 
I would say Florida's fourth. Tennessee fans may argue that, but I think Florida now is fourth. And it's funny, Vanderbilt's spring game is on now. What can they do? I mean, what can they do? It's amazing the job that James Franklin did there. I mean, it really is that Vanderbilt was relevant. And again, things had to happen correctly. Florida was down. You know, Georgia was down. But you've got to give credit words to. Anyway, Chris here today. Thanks to him. Steve Trimper, the Stetson baseball coach. Thanks to him for being here live, as well as Florida women's tennis coach Roland Thornquist. Tomorrow, uh, you'll hear from a Gator soccer player, part of our uh, series with the athletes with the Gator Collective. Jim Duncan, part of the 1962 SEC baseball champions, being honored a 60-year anniversary. God bless him. And uh, working on a couple of other guests as well. Vince Farrar from the Sports Animals is going to join us Thursday to talk Tennessee. So a lot going on this week. Don't forget Gator baseball. Live tonight, beginning at 5.55. Thanks to David for uh, producing today. We thank you for listening. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy this last bit of cool weather. I don't think you're going to much more of this as we're uh, getting towards the end of April here. So enjoy it while you can, and we'll talk to you tomorrow for more Sports Scene. See you later. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.